And especially as the Lord has brought us to that understanding that we will capture what I call the big picture. July 2020 is like the beginning of the era of great awakening. It is as though what God said he would do in the year 2020, it has now begun. Child of God, a revolution is set in motion. A revolution is a forceful turnaround from how things have been to how things ought to be. How does God intend the church to be? What is the intent of God? What picture does God have in mind when he says, I will build my church? Is he talking about some local assembly somewhere? There is an unhealthy competition sometimes that even comes into church just because of our immaturity and our lack of understanding of the eternal purposes of God. You find some people say that my church is the best. Come on. Bible says those who compare themselves among themselves and measure themselves among themselves, they are not wise. Wisdom demands that we look beyond our local assemblies and see the big picture. As far back as 2007, some 13 years ago, the Lord burdened me with the message I'm going to share with you. And I captured some of the thoughts as far as the era we are living in is concerned in a book I wrote in the year 27, which was published in 2008. I titled Occupy Till I Come. Last Wednesday, during our Word and Spirit Encounter, I read a portion of the preface. Let me just read just the, the paragraph that captures the title for today's message. I said in this preface that the wind of God that has been set in motion, it is not now that it started. From the first century church, ever since the Holy Spirit came, Bible says there was a sound as of a rushing mighty wind. Child of God, that wind has not left the earth. It's still around. And that's the Holy Spirit operating as a wind. Gathering all things into Christ. And building the body of Christ by that move. By that influence. By that wrap on effect as it were. So that wind has been around some 2,000 years ago. And the glory of the latter house shall be greater than the former. So in this end time, God through his various generals and prophets and apostles have prophesied about the last move of God. I am not the first to talk about it. But in 2007, as I prayed and prepared for a work that God wanted me to do, he put on my heart these thoughts I captured in this book called Occupy Till I Come. But in the preface, I said here that that wind of God has the ability to pull down the domestic and denominational barriers we have erected which have blinded us from seeing the big picture. You see where today's title came from. And that big picture is what God is doing globally. So this morning, I bring you the big picture because God is doing something globally beyond your local assembly. 
beyond your denominational tag and identity. And oftentimes, because of our doctrinal differences and denominational barriers, we have failed to see the big picture. But last Sunday, I started talking about being perfected because this is the era of perfection. And from July to the close of the year, if we will hear what the Spirit is saying worldwide, then we would have been prepared by the grace of God to emerge as a glorious church better than we were before the era of COVID-19. Better than we were before, I mean, better than we were, I mean, during the era of, or let's say before the the era of COVID-19, better than we were before the era of lockdown and, and all the social protocols and the restrictions. Better than we were before we started taking online services very seriously. Because nobody would have thought that four months down the line, you will stay home and still survive and thrive and flourish as a child of God in the body of Christ. But God is doing something beyond our restrictions, our local settings, the structures we have built and the tag and denominational names we have given to ourselves, whether IPR ministries or any name for that matter. God does not look at those things. He looks at the big picture. And this morning, as I share a continuation of last Sunday's message by way of emphasis from the same chapter we looked at last Sunday, which is Ephesians chapter 4, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you will catch the big picture. And more importantly, run with that picture in mind because God is counting on you and me to finish the work that the first century church began in a glorious way. Because the glory of the latter house shall be greater than the former. I'm telling you, I wrote even in this preface, I think the last chapter in the preface, the last paragraph rather, I said the explosive finish of the church of Jesus Christ is upon us. The explosive finish of the church of Jesus Christ is upon us. In other words, what began, we are mandated and warranted and expected to finish excellently. We must finish well. We must not finish in shame and reproach. And when Christ shall come, he must come for a church without spot or wrinkle or any certain. A holy church, a pure church, a church triumphant and glorious. And that is what he will do in the year 2021. We shall emerge gloriously. And then you will see that indeed time will be taken to a close. Time will be grinding to a halt because the end of this age is upon us. One of these days, there shall be a trumpet sound and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be changed at the second trumpet sound. And together with the, those who rose first, we shall be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. And the Bible says, so shall we ever be with the Lord. In other words, if he's in heaven, we are with him. If he's coming back to the earth, we are coming back with him. If he's reigning on earth, we are reigning with him for a thousand years. And then, in the world to come, we shall be with him forever. There shall be one throne where Jesus sits upon and the rest of us called members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. The sanctified ones, a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, different from the Adamic race and Adamic generation. That's the calling. That's the big picture. And I pray as, you, as we read Ephesians 4 together, catch the picture. I bring to you the big picture this morning. 
in the name of Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 16. And please take note, at the close of the service, we'll be taking the Holy Communion. So get ready with your pastry material, your wafer material, your biscuit or bread, and your non-alcoholic wine. So we can dine together at the Lord's table and share in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Wonderful. I'm reading from the New King James Version of the Bible. Talking about Jesus ascending to heaven, descending and then ascending, the Bible says after that, he gave and he gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the son of God to a perfect man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head that is Christ from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Say amen to the reading of God's word. If you are not thinking like the way God thinks, you will never understand what I just read. I'm telling you. Apostle Paul said, we have the mind of Christ. I pray that you will function with the mind of Christ. I believe it's not every child of God who has the mind of Christ. When he said we have, he was referring to himself and those who have renewed their minds. Other than that, in Romans chapter 12, he wouldn't have told us that be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. If every child of God has the mind of Christ. Or better still, we can say that even if you have the mind of Christ, it doesn't mean you think like Christ until your mind is renewed to accept that reality. That I can function with the way Christ thinks. What is God looking at in this verse of scripture? He says he gave some to be apostles. Jesus Christ descended to hell. And then he ascended to heaven. And then when he left, he gave some amongst his body. Those who have believed in the gospel and have confessed his lordship. He gave some to be apostles. Who have their peculiar assignments. And then he gave some also to be prophets. Who also have their peculiar assignments. And he gave some to be evangelists. They also have their peculiar assignments. And some pastors and teachers. Also have their peculiar assignments. Now. That is what we have. Come to inherit. Even in the 21st century church. They are those who are apostles. And there are those who are prophets. And there are those who are evangelists. And there are those who are pastors and teachers. And there are those who are members of the body. They may not be called into this five-fold ministry 
offices, but they are members of the same body. And the Bible says that having given these fivefold ministry gifts to the body, Jesus Christ's, I mean Jesus Christ's body, he says he gave them for the equipping, the King James says, for the perfecting of the saints. The fivefold ministry gifts are not supposed to do the work all by themselves. If they do the work all by themselves, then the rest of the saints will remain children or what the Greeks call nepios, will remain infants and will still be demanding milk and feeding on milk instead of looking for meat and bones. So he gave these fivefold ministry gifts, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers to perfect, that is to mature, to equip the saints. What I'm doing this morning, for instance, is part of that contribution to perfect the saints out there who are listening, who are watching live on Facebook for the perfection of the saints or the equipment of the saints for the work of the ministry. Do you hear that? In other words, the work of the ministry is to be done by the saints. What we have done in our local settings is that it is the individual fivefold ministry gifts in the various local settings who are doing the work. Whilst the saints have been warming the pews and warming our various seats, enjoying air conditioned environment, enjoying church life, dancing, you know, doing all the wonderful things that we do in church, and after that they go home. Whilst the fivefold ministry gifts still labor as though their workload should be on their shoulders alone. But the picture God has in mind in giving these fivefold ministry gifts to the various local assemblies all over the world is so that these ministers will equip the saints, will perfect, mature, groom the saints so that the saints will do the work of the ministry. That's the big picture or an aspect of the big picture. We are looking at the big picture. What God has in mind when he says, I will build my church. But until now, what we have been doing is that we have just limited ourselves to our local settings. Like I will come to church and preach to a congregation, minister, prophesy, you know, pray, do all, and then say, go home. It ought not to be like that. Now you are out there. We are not even gathering together as we used to. But you still need the equipment. That is why God has given us church without walls. So that somebody who is in another denomination somewhere can still hear this message. And you too can also hear a message from another minister somewhere that doesn't belong to IPR ministries. And then together we can be equipped for the work of the ministry. Are you getting the picture? It's a big picture. Please catch it today. For the equipping or the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry. Read it that way. The saints are equipped, perfected, so that they will do the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ. What does it mean to edify here? It means to build up. It's like an edifice, a building. Bible says we are God's husbandry. That's God's farm. And then we are God's building. So he is building. He has a concept in mind. He has a big farm. It's not some local farm somewhere in your village. 
It's a big farm globally. It's a big house called Christ. And he is building up, edifying that building through the input of the fivefold ministry gifts so that the fivefold ministry gifts will equip or perfect the saints and the saints will be edified, will be built up. You will see where we'll be built up into, okay? It's like building a house. Where is the height? Where is the ultimate goal? What is the ultimate goal? We will look at it as we read further. For the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, then Bible says, till please take note of verse 13 till so the work is ongoing and i pray that beginning from july 2020 onwards the church of jesus christ will capture and catch this revelation because i can hear in the spirit that this is what god is saying on the timetable of god this is where the church has gotten to he says he has given these ministers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry to edify the body of christ till we all till not some of us but we all in other words whether young or old whether male or female whether literate or educated whether rich or poor till we all if i let me add whether black or white because we are living in a in a racial discriminatory world where some people practice nepotism you know nepotism nepotism is where one nation hates another nation some people practice tribalism where one tribe hates another tribe where some people practice all kinds of discrimination but that's not what God looks at. He looks at the big picture till we all in some countries you go to a church and you say that this is a black community church. Then you have a white community church. It should not be like that. Those walls must come down. I said those denominational tax, domestic tax, racial tax we have placed on ourselves. Bible is telling us this morning that as far as God is concerned, the picture he is looking at is not what we have put in place. It is limiting God. So you see some people saying that Africa, this is our time. And it's as if to say that because it's our time that we are putting down every other continent. No, 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 sir. No, madam. Yes, it is a time of Africa, but it does not make irrelevant the other continents. It is so that we can also give our input till we all, never forget that phrase, till we all come to the unity of the faith. That's one of the pictures. The big picture. Not some of us. Where in a local assembly, it's only the minister who is doing the work. The minister, together with other ministers of the gospel, are mandated, equipped to equip the saints so that we all, and I'm looking at a global church, where we all think about it, how great we will be in this earth, how powerful we will be in this earth, till we all come to the unity of the faith. And last Sunday, I explained that the unity of the faith here has got nothing to do with ecumenism. Do you know ecumenism? Ecumenism is the concept of trying to put various faiths together. 
We have the Christian faith, the Muslim faith, the Baha'i faith, the Shintoism faith, the traditional faith, the whatever faith. And then, in fact, that is actually going to be the concept and the practice and the ambition of the Antichrist. The Antichrist is going to make the efforts to put all religions under one umbrella. Already it's been experimented. And his concept will be that there will be one world government, one world religion. It is only the Jews who will say, no, we are not going to go into that because, see, we are expecting the Christ. And it is because the Jews will refuse to come under that umbrella, then the Antichrist will mobilize the armies of the various nations of the world against Israel with one mission that see, the only way we can enjoy lasting peace in this world is so that Israel will be exterminated from the surface of the earth. Throughout history, that has been the ambition of Satan. Throughout history, he tried it through Hitler. He tried it through many, many people just to exterminate the, 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 the nation Israel. And I'm telling you, after the church is gone in the rapture, it will happen again in the last three and a half years of this particular dispensation. It will happen. It is called the Great Tribulation. The, tri the great tribulation is focused on the nation Israel because they will refuse to conform to that pattern of ecumenism, bringing all faiths together. Then, because they refuse, they will seek to exterminate that nation. And according to scripture, do you know what will happen? Two thirds of the nation Israel will be destroyed. Yeah. For the first time, Israel will be losing, losing, and losing. And the one third who will remain will recognize that see the Christ we rejected is the one who came, died, rose again, and he is coming back. So they will, for the first time, as a nation, that's the first time a whole nation will call on God in the name of Jesus. That will be the first time, and it is that call that will bring us back from heaven. Jesus. The captain of the host with his holy angels and all the saints who were caught up who will come back on white horses according to scripture to the earth and land on Mount Olivet and fight the battle of Armageddon and the first person to be cast into the everlasting fire is the Antichrist and his false prophet long before even Satan because thousand years before Satan the Antichrist and his false prophet will be in the everlasting fire and after thousand years Satan will be the dead to go there and on and on and on that's not my message today the unity of the faith is not ecumenism. The unity of the faith is where I have grown to maturity. You have grown to maturity. Sister A has grown to maturity. Brother B has grown to maturity. And all of us are at the same level of faith and maturity. Where we understand the, the, the details, the, the full nitty gritties of the will of God. And we are functioning as such. That's what we call unity of the faith. Where there's no more a child amongst us. You will see it. We just read it. But we are all grown. Come on. It can happen. Even if it is today that you gave your life to Christ. The concept of God. The big picture God has in mind. Is so that we all will come to the unity of the faith. How I pray we will get there. Because sometimes when you are communicating to a people who have little faith or weak faith or no faith is difficult. You wish you could talk some deep things but they cannot get it. Like Apostle Paul went to the Corinthian church. He said when I came to you I could not. Listen, he didn't say I did not. I did not mean that 
I refused to do it. But I could not means that I attempted, but it didn't work. He said, I could not speak unto you as unto spiritual. I had to speak unto you as unto carnal, even as unto babes. For you could not endure sound doctrine. You could not endure hard, solid food and meat and bones. So I had to feed you with milk. And even up to now, he was telling them, even till today, you still cannot handle meat and bones. Then he gave the reason why he said that they could not. Or he could not administer the fullness of the grace of God upon his life. He said, for whereas there is division and strife and envying among you, are you not canal and walk as mere men? Meaning that we are not mere men. When you are born again, when you are a child of God, you are not a mere man. You are not a mere woman. You are extraordinary. We carry something on the inside. We've got a very life of God on the inside. He has given us of his spirit to join or we have joined to the Holy Ghost. And we are one with God's spirit. Making us unique and peculiar. And he wants us to renew our minds. So that after we are equipped by the fivefold ministry gifts, we all... Take note of that phrase. We all will come to the unity of the faith. That's the big picture. The unity of the faith. The unity of the faith. Where iron sharpeneth iron. Sometimes we put iron and wood together. Do you know what that means? When I bring this is wood. Okay. This pulpit is wood. If I bring iron to this wood and I start sharpening this iron, let's say a cutlass on, on this wood what will happen is that I will destroy the wood and then number two the iron will also get blunt that is what sometimes happens amongst our cooperation and our building together some are wood while some are iron so instead of iron sharpening iron, you find the iron getting blunt and the wood getting destroyed, something is wrong somewhere in other words, there is a blending together of people of different constitution. So we cannot build up. We are destroying instead of building up. Meanwhile, he says that for the edifying of the body of Christ, for the building up, till we all come to the unity of the faith. Come to the unity of the faith. Come up hither. He told John the apostle, who received the encounter of the book of Revelations. He told him, come up here. And I hear the spirit say, come up here. Enough of we sitting down at the bottom of the mountain. Enough of us getting blinded by our denominational tax. By our doctrinal differences. By our, 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 you know, unrenewed minds. Our racial discrimination. We see people the way, the way, we, everybody sees us. But God looks differently. God looks at the heart. When God looks at the human being, what he sees is a soul who shall not perish. Period. Not anything more. Not, oh, he's black. So he deserves salvation. But white, we need to also now discriminate against them because it's our time. It's Africa's time. What are you talking about? Do you know what it means for somebody to shed his blood? Jesus shed his blood for all humanity. In 1 Timothy chapter 2, we have seen it time and time again. He says that he does not, he, who does not will that anybody should perish. But that also come to repentance. That's God for you. 
So see the big picture and stop limiting God with your parochial interests. You have a, a mindset that cuts off some people. If God cut you off, would you have been listening to me or me standing here and preaching? It would have been. Rise up above the sentiments. Rise up above the carnality. The way Timmy was coming. What's up, you all the divisions that we have built around ourselves have limited God from doing what he intends to do in his body globally and we haven't caught the big picture yet but this morning I came here as a servant of God to announce to somebody that in the realm of a spirit as far as COVID-19 era is concerned God allowed it so that the church will wake up and begin to see the big picture beyond our walls, beyond our barriers, beyond our denominational tax, beyond the names we have put on ourselves. So that we will bear one another's burden so as to fulfill the law of Christ. When you see that a church out there which is not tagged as IPR ministry is suffering, it becomes your responsibility to begin to fast and pray for that church. Than to say, uh-huh. Having forgotten that when one member suffers, the whole body suffers with it. And when one member is honored, the whole body rejoices. So, so long as that brother, that sister belongs to the body of Christ and is a member of the body of Christ, their suffering is our suffering. Their jubilation and celebration is our jubilation and celebration. Never forget that. Never you look down upon a brother out there just because he does not bear the tag IPR ministries or any name for that matter. We are one in the sight of God. Purchased by the blood of Jesus. Washed, sanctified filled with the spirit baptized by the holy ghost we are one you have no idea what god has in mind he has the big picture in mind till we all come to the unity of the faith all of us I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that a church worldwide will hear this in the realm of the spirit that we will wake up wake up from our slumber wake up from our stupor wake up from our drunkenness wake up from our idleness wake up from our laziness wake up from our our racial discriminations and, and social discriminations and wake up from our denominational tax and wake up from our domestic barriers wake up it's a year of great awakening and I hear that July is the onset of that awakening. God is calling on the church of Jesus Christ worldwide. Begin to see the big picture. Begin to see what he intends to do with his body because time is running out. We are just about checking out of this world but we cannot check out as people who have escaped. We've got to put down evil. We've got to subdue darkness. We've got to subdue disease and sickness and infirmity including COVID-19 so that when we check out of here they will remember that once upon a time we had the answer that we shall lay hands on the sick. The same hands they say we should not lay hands because of social protocol. You will discover that, hey, before we check out, we will lay hands on the sick and somebody will be healed from COVID-19. Whatever you can talk about. Yes, it will happen. A day will come. They will change the social protocols and prophesying. They will say that, hey, we can see that in the church, when you go to church or when you see a minister of the gospel or anybody who is in the body of Christ for that matter, they have come to that place of maturity that when they lay hands, COVID-19 is gone. Whereas they have told us that don't lay hands, don't shake hands, or cover your nose and do all those things. They will discover before we check out of here 
That the same hands we will lay hands and the sick shall recover. Even our shadow, I'm telling you, even our shadow will heal the sick. Our breath will heal the sick. Our saliva will heal the sick. Our sweat will heal the sick. Aprons and handkerchiefs will come from our bodies and be taken to people overseas and they shall be healed. I'm prophesying. So COVID-19 has not come to stay forever. Before the church goes out of this place, we will subdue COVID-19. We will subdue. We will trample upon serpents and upon scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing the one who is talking, his name is Jesus Christ. He says, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. I believe the word of the Lord. Let God be true, but every man a liar. I let God be true, but every man a liar. Do you know something? I wish I stopped here. I have a lot to say, but in the realm of a spirit, this is enough for big picture part one. Let's make part two another time because I have a lot to say, but I say in my spirit that what I've said enough is enough for us to digest. Just begin to see a picture where we have all come to the unity of the faith. The unity of the faith. One, one faith. One baptism, one Lord. Hush. It's a scripture like that. One faith. He's talking about where we are at the same level. Whether you are an apostle or you are a cleaner, we are all the same level. The same level of faith. It's not because he's an apostle, that's why we must worship him. It's because he was used by God to equip the saints to the same level of maturity. We are living in a time where we use our giftings and our callings to manipulate the saints and make merchandise of the gifts that God has given us. It's wrong. And what is wrong is wrong. It doesn't matter how you target or call it or even use scripture to buttress and support what you're doing. It's wrong. The man is charged. You have no idea what I'm talking about. Because I sense in my spirit that judgment is coming into the body. For judgment shall begin in the house of God. And if in the house scarcely will men be saved, how much more out there? God is walking into his house one more time. The spirit of the fear of the Lord is walking into his house. Ask Ananias and Sapphira what he did to them. And you will know that God is not taking kindly the way we have handled his church. Because he will judge us so that we will not be judged so that we will not be condemned with the rest of the world so he is coming back with authority and calling on you and me hey stop the nonsense stop the nonsense I say he's calling on you and me stop the nonsense wake up because it's time he is coming back he is coming back you have no idea he is coming back he is ready to step into the air and when the trumpet shall sound, the dead in Christ shall rise first. But you who are alive, will you be changed? Will you even hear the sound? When you are looking at other things other than the big picture, will you? He didn't call you as an apostle. He didn't call you as a prophet. He didn't call you as an evangelist, pastor, teacher, so that you will use your gifts to subdue the other saints, to manipulate the saints, to make merchandise of your gift, that bring her whatever amount so that I will do what? And I even say, I will even fast on your behalf when you pay this amount. What kind of nonsense is that? Didn't he say freely you have received and freely give? Did you shed your blood? 
you shall abash. And what I say to you, I say to myself, because I'm not above the word. He has exalted his word above all his name. So I am also subject to the same word. The word I'm preaching will be the same word that will judge me. According to Hebrews chapter 4, the verse 12. All things are unveiled before him, before whom we will give account. So I'll give account of what I'm preaching. And that saying in my spirit that if we can pray just a while, this picture will begin to materialize in the body. I don't know whether on Wednesday or on Sunday we can continue. I started last Sunday into Wednesday. I have still not been able to, you know, cap, I mean, draw your attention to all the pictures. But so be it. We can go big picture, the big picture part two. And even go the big picture part three if God so allows. But let me stop here because I said the spirit has stopped. So let me stop here. Hallelujah. So we all come to the unity of the faith. Can we begin to pray? Look at the big picture. Where do you know church exists? There are some places church is, is, is a pathetic situation. We are online, you know. Do you know there are some places in this world, some in Africa, some in Asia, some in the Middle East, some elsewhere. There are some places if they catch you that you are watching a Christian program online, alright, they will just come and disconnect the internet as a first warning. And then if you manage to get some means of still reconnecting and watch the Christian program, the next thing is that you are arrested and taken to the public, you know, public place to be executed. You know, execution, cut off your head to decapitate you. Cut off your head for being disobedient to the law of that land. And they are also saying so. They are also believers. Yet they are under some great restrictions. It's not today restrictions started. It has been there since time immemorial. We have only just experienced something in four months and we call it restrictions. It's nothing. But God wants you and me to catch the big picture. To see what he intends to do in his body globally. Till we all, the ministers of the gospel that he has given us, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, are not given to bully the saints. They are not given to make merchandise of the gifts that God has given them. They are not given to manipulate the saints, but to equip, to groom us, to grow us, so that we will come to their level. And even beyond, till we all come to the unity of the faith and there's a scripture that is coming to my spirit the Lord just spoke to my heart that actually the faith God is looking at is the faith of Jesus Christ have you ever read that scripture Apostle Paul said I am crucified with the Lord nevertheless I live yet not I but the life which I live in the flesh I live by the faith of the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me it's in scripture and the Lord is speaking to my heart as I'm talking right now that that is what he is having in mind that all of us will move from our various levels of faith to the faith of the son of God because as he is so are we in this world but can you say that about yourself can I say that about myself maybe not but we'll get there as we go on in the subsequent days about the big picture you will get there you will get it that we will, we will certainly get there 
Because the revolution has just begun. Oh, Please open your mouth and begin to pray in the name of Jesus. Let's begin to pray worldwide. Those who are under strict restrictions, even before COVID-19 restrictions came. The believers who are in some portions of Africa. Believers who are in some portions of Asia, the Middle East. Some believers even in Europe. In South America. Believers worldwide, we are praying for every believer. It's time for us to begin to pray for the saints. Bible says, making all supplications, watching thereunto with all supplications and, and perseverance for all saints. That is Ephesians chapter 6, right? Watching thereunto with all supplications and perseverance for all saints. Not some saints, not the saints who belong to your our local assembly alone. Now we are looking at the big picture. Whenever we are praying, if the Lord permits, and we gather again. Whenever we are praying, those who lead prayer, let's look at all saints. Don't look at those who are in your local assembly alone. Look beyond your local setting and see the big picture. Lift a voice and let's pray, child of God. Is a Gericatos Abrantolimiza, Isaac Rigagentos Pranalain Taisa. Pray for one another, bear you one another's burden, so as to fulfill the law of Christ. As a Mericato Bramente de Bede Savrantelimenica Santelimenica Saisa, Ose Brantolimisa Taliazaza, Osa Brantolimus Suntelimenicata, Regatos Brantiniminicataiza, Eselimenicatus Brigadiza, Everimikis Proscantaiza, Adirimus Suprantiriaza, Elezigurguntai Supra Taliaza, Areperia Cataza, Lekrigagoto Robosuza, that the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers will wake up to their calling will wake up to their calling. The calling is not restricted to their local assemblies. That in the times we live in, where we are operating church without walls, we will see beyond our walls. We will see beyond our denominational tags. And, uh, and the ministers of the gospel will begin to think the body and not their local assembly. will think the entire membership of the body till we all come to the unity of the faith. That their work will not be to diminish God's work, but to bring their input till we all lift a voice. Let's pray, child of God. Cadeza, Azoperi Masopa, Azopre Catos Prandeza, Ezegare Catos Pranaisa, Arabiri Menicatos Egregaiza, Aisalan Torobasosa, Rabababosa, Agategregain Taiseka, Rabarais Gregain Taisosa, Robaloba Sopra Palia, Azogere Copariaza, Arapaliminicatis Egregate, Eperiminicatis Grugota, Antoroba Supra Pelia, Yet. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ.